0: Hello to all voters out there, whether you are Republican or Democrat, red or blue, dead or alive, whether you voted once or five times, whether you mailed it in or showed up at the polls, this is the Ruben Report Direct Message for November 5th. 2020. I'm Dave Rubin and we are about uh, a day and a half out of the election and nobody knows what the high hell's going on. I mean, good God, Lord help us. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. I'm going to try not to get you guys all caught in the every little moment someone at a poll looked at somebody this way and this guy touched that thing and all of that. There's all kinds of wacky stuff happening right now. Uh, Of course, we're gonna have to talk about this within the context of big tech censorship, which is the first story that I'm gonna cover because uh, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, these big tech companies, they may not be looking out for us people. They may just be there to promote a narrative. I'm starting to think so. I haven't fully formulated this theory yet, but I'm, I'm starting to think so. Uh, So we're gonna talk a little bit about big tech and censorship and what's going on with Trump's tweets because they keep censoring his tweets, but not not Biden's tweets. Uh, Overall, we'll talk about how it it was pretty much a decent election down ticket for Republicans. Uh, Here's a a stat, by the way, you're not gonna hear on mainstream news, really. Uh, 35% of Muslims voted for President Trump, the most anti-Muslim president, and anti-this president, anti-that president, everything. Uh, He also got the highest, as I talked about yesterday, the highest non-white vote by a Republican since 1960, the highest percentage, something like 26%, which obviously that could change a little bit on the margins. Uh, We'll talk about what's going on a little bit with these states because everything's kind of upside down. And depending on who you're listening to, it sounds like it's in the bag for Biden, or it sounds like it's in the bag for Trump, or it sounds like it's in the bag to never end. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also talk about some some voter fraud stuff that, that seems pretty crazy out of Arizona and we'll actually show video and then you can decide. And then actually spectacular news, you guys know I was going crazy about this Prop 16 thing here in California where we were literally putting discrimination back into the system. We were gonna say that yes, the government should hire based on race and gender and skin color and all of those things, and it actually got rejected, I I am shocked. Something sane happened here in California. I can't believe it, I don't know how it happened, but something sane actually happened here in California. Michael, let's talk about ancestry before we get to anything else. Guys, this holiday season will undoubtedly be like no other. Families may not have the opportunity to be physically together due to COVID-19, social distancing and financial restraints all sorts of travel stuff. I told you guys, you know, I host Thanksgiving at my house usually, but it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do it this year, unfortunately. Uh, despite the events that may keep us apart physically, Ancestry brings you closer to family, past and present through your shared history. Ancestry is the family activity and gifting solution for the highly unusual 2020 holiday season. Actually, my, my grandma's cousin... Uh, who lives here in Los Angeles, who I connected with in the last couple of years. She's 94 years old. She's our family genealogist, and she's used Ancestry to help track my family back over 250 years, actually, in, into Europe. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, the holiday sale at Ancestry is the perfect time to treat someone you love with a gift that connects them to family in new, meaningful ways. Find amazing prices on gifts that will let your family explore their past, share fascinating stories, and discover the places around the world their ancestors called home. An Ancestry DNA test can tell you where your ancestors are from, and Ancestry's billions of records and millions of family trees let you discover their unique stories. Don't miss special holiday pricing on truly meaningful gifts during the holiday sale at Ancestry. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com to get your Ancestry gift today. That's Ancestry.com slash Ruben, and now back to me. All right, so let's, let's start by talking about the messaging part of what's happening right now, because... You guys all know this. There's a lot of stuff happening on the ground, right? There's there's recounts, and they're trying to figure out what postmark date things can happen in Pennsylvania, specifically in Philly. Now it seems like Arizona may be turning back towards Trump. There's a lot of like stuff happening on the ground, and I'll get you quarter, sort of up to speed on the numbers. But at some level, I think that actually is starting to become secondary to our ability to actually get the information. Again, this is the reality war that I keep telling you guys about. It's like if we don't have a mainstream media layer and then a big tech layer to get us the information. So if you think about it this way, it's like stuff's happening on the ground, right? So there's a reality happening on the ground that that may be legit. That may be fraudulent. Some in some places it might be legit. Some places it might be fraudulent. Like there's all those different combinations of different things that are happening in different states with different governors and with different uh, with different attorney generals, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, the attorney general of Philadelphia and some of the election officials there—they're—they're they're outward Biden supporters. That does seem a little problematic, as the kids say. Um, so there's that layer. And then you have, okay, whatever happens, the reality of what happens, whether it's true or not in terms of the numbers, but you have that. Then above that, you have the mainstream media is going to report on it in a certain way. And then above that, you have big tech, which allows us to see what mainstream is talking about or what the online people are talking about. And then they censor stuff or don't censor stuff and the rest of it. This all leads us to the reality war. And I think you probably remember about two weeks ago, it it was literally, I think about a... I don't know seven eight days before the election when uh, Congress, the Senate specifically hauled in the big tech guys again, right? They had Jack Dorsey from Twitter and Zuckerberg from Facebook, and there were some nice moments, you know, Ted Cruz going off on uh, on Jack from Twitter and all of that. But as I said then, and I think I've turned out to be correct, it's like guys, the ship has left. Yeah, like what what did you think you were going to do by scolding them a few days before the election? Now. You all know my feelings on, on regulation. I don't love regulation. Maybe the companies should have been broken up. Maybe they should have scaled back more legal protections, all of those things. And that, that, that's a great debate to have. And I'll continue to have that debate, by the way. Um, but the idea that we just did this a few days before the election, as if anything could be done for this election, and now we're seeing it in real time, we're seeing them censor tweets. And it seems like they only censor tweets from people on the right, Most notably, they're they're censoring a lot of Trump's tweets, and I want to get to some of them. So let's throw up some of these Trump tweets. It doesn't even matter specifically what Trump is saying in these tweets. It really doesn't as to whether it's 100 percent true or 100 percent false or whether he's being sarcastic or over the top or any of that. The point is that this is why the free speech debate in America was so connected to the big tech debate. Because right now, I want you to think about it, is the government coming for your free speech in any way right this moment? Not really. Not really. That isn't to say it can't happen. Of course it can happen, and we have to watch out for that, and that's the beauty of the First Amendment, which I have no doubt the progressives will, will come for soon enough. Um, but that's not the issue, meaning the government coming for your free speech is not the issue. Suddenly, right after an election, Twitter is censoring one of the candidate's tweets. Now, this is a problem, this is a problem. They're also canceling a couple accounts. There was this count account that was doing a really nice tracking of what was happening at all these polling stations. Then a lot of people were retweeting it, suddenly that disappeared. Some of my tweets, there was a tweet by uh, 538. that's Nate Silver's polling thing, that gets everything wrong and yet everyone thinks this guy's a genius. Um, and they tweeted that in one of the states, something they found suddenly out of nowhere, something like 24, uh, it was 2,400 votes, 2,400 votes, and all of them, in, in their own tweet, it said all of them went to Biden. That's basically mathematically impossible, so I, I retweeted it, and I said, well, shouldn't they lie within the margin of error? So I was making a little joke, but in essence, I was just saying it's obviously a lie, and it's like my tweet actually got censored by Twitter. People couldn't retweet it. They couldn't share it. They couldn't like it and everything else. A ton of people sent me that. They sent me videos of trying to do it, but they didn't stop the 538 one from going out there. So it's like, anyway, I know this is a little minutia stuff at some level, but the point is the reality war is here and your ability to figure out and find and, and and pilfer out of the nonsense what is true is a big problem. And And again, it's only going one way, you know, Biden yesterday tweeted something about in 71 days or something when I'm president, you know, this or that will happen. And it's like, well, isn't that misinformation, because you're basically saying that you won the election. Now we know if Trump did that, there would have been a warning, but when Biden does it, there is no warning. So, so this is all, this is all mess. It's a mess people. Um, but actually I want to, I want to step back before I jump to the other story and say something else that I mentioned on the show yesterday that I'm I'm feeling pretty good about things in a certain way, and that like I'm not feeling crazed about life at the moment. I think there are some crazy things out there, but as I said, I don't view my whole life just through the political lens, and I hope that you guys don't either. I hope that you have a philosophical lens, and I hope you have family and friends that you care of and care about and love, and I hope you eat some decent food and get to do some things that you like to do, and all of those things. So I do have those things. I've I've worked hard to, to have those things, and and. So that's why I'm not feeling crazy. But I realized last night, um, I was just, it was like nine or 10 o'clock and I was just laying there and I'm like flipping through Hulu and I can't really find anything. And and I find that's usually where like the, the more interesting, um, uh, introspective thoughts come from, is you, you know, where you're just like doing nothing and then suddenly your mind is just like, oh, remember this? And what I what I thought was, the reason that I'm feeling pretty good about things is that no matter what happens right now, I know that I did what I thought was right. like. I really did. I did what I thought was right. As I said yesterday, it's come at a cost personally uh, through friends and family and a whole bunch of other stuff. I have no doubt that if Trump loses, like there's going to be all sorts of people that will try to destroy all of the people that had anything to do with Trump or anything like that. Um, but I'm, I'm really proud that I stood up and Said what I believe in, and you know, when I glance through the comment section here, I, I know that you guys, in in some cases, like I'm a proxy for you because it's a little harder for you to do it in whatever your life circumstances are, and I totally sympathize with that. And I, I wish there were there were some good answers for it. Unfortunately, the only good answer is that you got to step up too, because the more of us that do it, it it creates that ripple effect. But I know at the individual level, it can feel very scary, um, and I, I don't judge anyone for not doing it. I, I truly don't. Um, I judge the public people who say one thing publicly and, and say something else privately, but, but for the average person just trying to get by in the day, I get it. But but anyway, I mention all of that because, because I think a lot of people feel hysterical right now because maybe they didn't do what they should have done. They didn't say what they should have said. And then and then something happens and you feel sort of out of control. And it's like, I know I've done everything that I can do here and I'm continuing to do that. So, that, so that's why I feel kind of good, and I just thought, giving a little of the personal side of that would be good. Um, I wanna throw quick to, uh, well, I'm not gonna throw to it, I'm just gonna mention that um, this guy, where's my paper here, here it is, I've got a lot of papers here. You know, papers, if you have a lot of papers, that means you know what you're doing, so you can see I have a lot of papers here. Uh, Joe Concha, who's who's, a guy that actually strikes me as a, as a decent journalist, believe it or not, he's an actual journalist, radio host, I've done a show a couple of times. Uh, he tweeted out something interesting. I just saw it, so we don't have the image for it because I just saw it right before we started, like a minute before. But he mentioned, and now work with me here, you may need a pen and paper for yourself. If Biden wins Georgia, if Trump wins North Carolina, if Trump wins Pennsylvania, and Trump wins Nevada, and then Trump flips Arizona, which is very up in the air right now. The Trump people say they're gonna get it, and then Trump wins uh, Alaska, which is likely. So let's just do that one more time. Biden wins Georgia, Trump, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, and Alaska. You're not gonna believe this, people. 269 to 269, that's where we would be. That's where we would be. So it is possible. Like The thing is, anything is possible at the moment. The whole system is flux, in flux. We have almost nobody in charge. You know, I was thinking about this. Who do you trust right now? Like, I'm gonna guess if some of you trust me and that's great and I promise you that I'm doing the best I can. I really, I really, really am. You know, I, as I say all the time, I think you know where my biases are and I'm trying and if it turns out that it's all legit and Biden wins, then, then so be it and I'll, and I'll move underground, that, that's okay. Um, but I was thinking, I don't have a lot of people that I trust right now, which is making this increasingly harder and harder. Like what institutions would you say you trust? Like if this was 10 years ago, I might've said that I trust, I generally speaking, I trust the New York Times. Well, I don't trust the New York Times. Now, obviously what, what uh, academic institutions where we could turn to some scholars and say, okay, you're nonpartisan, you're giving us an honest take on this. Where, where is the class of people that are supposed to be sort of separate from like the political craziness of the day? There's, there's very, very few of them. Like Thomas Sowell, I trust Thomas Sowell's is also 91 and and not doing as much as he used to. Um, you know, like where are those people um, I think in, in some cases, this is partly a, a failure, uh, of the IDW to, to become something in the long term. It, it became something that was important for about two years. And then as I've talked about for several reasons, I think it didn't, it didn't quite work and that's okay. Um, but like what was making the whole intellectual dark web thing work when we, we were having those conversations with a diverse group of people is that we were really trying to fight through the muck and like, come to some, not necessarily agreement, but come to, to some principles that we could all live by, something like that, and <clears throat> in effect, uh, it's gone. So I would love to know, if, if you know some institutions, some journalistic institutions, ju- you know whatever it might be, that you trust some people out there that are really making sense to you that you want me to have on the show, I would love to have them on the show because uh, <laughs> we need those people. We need those people, and I assure you, I should not be at the top of the list you know what I mean? I'm just one guy, and I'm doing what I can. But like, there should be there should be a lot of people doing it. And and yes, of course, there are some other people in this space that I think are basically doing good work. I think Glenn Beck is basically doing good work. I think Ben Shapiro is basically doing good work. But again, these guys happen to align a little bit more with me ideologically. So I would love to see sort of a wide swath of people like that. All right, let's jump over to uh, to some of the voter fraud issues because this is going to be one of the things that when I talk about the reality war, it's the type of thing that you're gonna see online for now until they start censoring it that you're not gonna see on CNN. So I I would bet, I'll bet you one American dollar that you're not gonna see this image that I'm about to show you, these images that I'm about to show you on CNN, but these seem pretty legit. And I actually saw the video in a follow-up tweet, we're gonna show you some images here, but I saw the video in the follow-up tweet and there's many examples of this and I recommend don't take my word for it. We're gonna pull the images up right now. So this is at Fleckus on Twitter, and he's, a, he's an independent journalist. I've, I've met him once or twice, interesting guy. Um, he, took, he went to the Michigan website and he started doing some Michigan voter information searches. And he was able to put in names of people that are long since dead, long since dead, like William Bradley, You know what year William Bradley was born in? And you can see it here, he put all the information in. William Bradley was born in 1902. That would make him 118, put in his zip code, the whole thing, and uh, you're not gonna believe this. William Bradley, 118-year-old William Bradley, who's dead, he died in 1984, by the way. Uh, Yeah, he was registered in uh, Wayne County, in Detroit, and you're not gonna believe this, guys. It's even crazier, and you can see all the images here, but again, go to Fleck's account, watch the videos, see if you think this is something. Go do it yourself, he puts the link in there. Go do it yourself, find old dead people and see if they voted. Good God, what is happening? Uh, and yes, this guy voted, his application was received on September 11th, 2020, and uh, it, the ballot was sent on 9-19-2020, And it was received about uh, 12 days later on 10 to 2020. So congratulations to 118-year-old dead William Bradley from Wayne County, Detroit. Uh, You voted. Your family must be very proud. You see why this is a problem, guys. Like, I, I don't mean to be silly about this stuff, but this is either something or it is not. And if you see these things online and then the mainstream media just ignores them, Well, then they're basically telling you, oh, it is real, but it doesn't fit our narrative, so we can't show it to you. Or they're saying, we're we're just not in the business of doing news. Now, I think it's some combination of both of those things. But again, don't take my word for it. Click the link yourself, find some dead people, see if they voted, that's a problem. This man from, born in 1902, did not die. Did did not die, he's dead, he's dead, he definitely died. Uh, He did not vote. I'm pretty sure he did not vote. So, and you know what? If you can prove that this is fraudulent, go ahead and do that. Like like CNN, a lot of people are believing this right now, right? Like a lot of people are seeing this in the Twitter sphere. So if this is fraudulent, if this is nonsense, well, how about you do a story and prove it instead of just calling everybody racist bigots and, and the rest of it. How about How about you do that? Um, okay, I want to do one more story for today. As I said, I don't want to bludgeon you with every little, oh my God, that this man in Philadelphia ate a cheesesteak while he was voting and blah, 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 blah. We're, we'll get through all of that. But by the way, I will say this, it seems to me that this, this has to end up going much further to the courts. Like, I think the one thing that the system did not account for is that a, a, Trump is not a normal Republican who would just lay over and die. He's going to fight this, he's going to fight this. And again, I'm not telling you that everything Trump says, even in those tweets that I showed you, is true. Of course not, you know what I mean? Like Trump is fighting, Biden is fighting, the media is fighting, everything else. But now we've left it up to our big tech overlords to discern what is truthful, this is a major problem. Uh, But let's end on a little bit of good note here. Uh, Prop 16, which I have been talking about for a couple weeks in California, which was going to be a reversal of the Civil Rights Act. Now, civil rights, we're all for civil rights, right? I, I thought we were all for civil rights. It's one of those things, it's like the Middle East peace thing. We were all for it, and now suddenly we're not so for it, because it, I guess it has something to do with Orange Man. Uh, but Prop 16 in California was put on the ballot, and what they were gonna try to do was reverse the Civil Rights Act, meaning that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 said, in effect, that you cannot, the government cannot discriminate when hiring based on skin color and sex, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'll actually read you exactly what it was. It was California Proposition Sixteen. We can put the image up there. It was to end the diversity ban. So, the, so everything about this was confusing. Okay, so. It repeals a constitutional provision that made it unlawful for California's state and local governments to discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to people based on race, ethnicity, national origin, or sex. So to not discriminate based on those things is good. And that's what we've had, that you can't discriminate on that. This was put on the ballot by the lefties, by the bananas progressives to reverse it because they want racism injected into the system in the name, of course, of anti-racism. But what what really concerned me about this, although let me just get you the numbers, throw the image up there for just a sec again, Uh, 56%, so over 6.5 million people, we got a lot of people here in California, 56% of people said, no, we don't want to inject systemic racism into our government, which is exactly what this would have been. We don't wanna say to the government, oh, you've got a black guy there and a white guy there, let's automatically hire the black guy. That would be a problem, that would be racist. Uh, 44%, which was just over 5 million people, said, uh, said yes on it, they're, they're all very confused, but that's a pretty decent margin, right? That's a, that's a 12 point margin, that's pretty good. So that, that is a sign that, that a, a slight, just a very small amount of sanity does remain here in California, so that's good. But I, I just wanted to touch one other thing on this, uh, about the confusion of the language. So you look at it and you go, California, Proposition 16, it is to end the diversity ban. Well, so you diverse, the word diversity is good, the word ban is bad, you're gonna vote yes on it, that's gonna ban the diversity or take, wait, what's that? Good? And, and they purposely word these things, so I'm gonna guess that something like 20% of the people that voted on this probably didn't know if voting yes meant we're keeping it, or getting rid of it, or anything else. End diversity ban, and then what does it do? It repeals a constitu- constitutional provision that made it unlawful. So I'm voting yes to repeal the ban that, what? That repeal, that ends the diversity ban, that repeal, you see what I'm saying here? It's very confusing stuff, it's very confusing stuff, but thankfully, thankfully, guys, um, something something sane actually happened here in California. I can't believe it, what a world, it's actually, Maybe it's not all terrible, who the hell knows. All right, guys, uh, that's it. We're, we're on a tight 24 today, got a busy day, obviously doing a bunch of podcasts and interviews and all that good stuff. Uh, stay sane, that's gonna be my messaging throughout. Stay sane, I think we'll get a little more information out of some of the places today. I think we'll probably have something on Arizona, maybe today, it, it sounds like Philly's gonna be hung up for a little while, and as I said, they, they've got this Democratic machine there that is just not gonna let Trump win. Um, but, but all of these states, they're gonna battle it out. I sense this is going to the courts. Oh, by the way, I didn't even mention that, although I wanted to end this on, on a good note, so I'm, I'm gonna make this real quick. Uh, crazy, crazy violent protests in New York City and in Portland and in DC and some other places. There's a viral video of just a girl with no mask on, no mask young lady, spitting in a cop's face and then all sorts of fighting. There's people in Portland that are actually going into residential areas now and screaming at people. And some poor guy, he walks out of his house and he says, no, no, I'm, I'm a Biden guy. Look, I got a Biden sign and they don't care about that because they want absolute chaos. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what are you guys angry about right now? Like we don't even know who won. And the point is they wanna burn down the whole thing either way. And uh, I think a bunch of us were warning about that, but okay, that's negative and I wanted to end positive. So I will end positive by saying this, it's all gonna be okay. One way or another, it's gonna be okay. And just remember, for all the chaos, for all the chaos right now, the fact that anything can happen is still good. We don't live in a system where nobody's vote matters. Like we, vote, we live in a system where it's a little odd and sometimes even if you're dead, your vote can matter. But like we live in a time where people are trying to get their voice out and be heard. That is a net good if you can just You know, see the forest for the trees. Okay, guys, have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow.